Today we have something a little different for you. Over the next several weeks, we will be showcasing our top 5 episodes of all time. Enjoy the episode and be sure to join us next week to hear the rest. Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Ready Yeti Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Delabono. This week, I sat down with Jacob Durham, co-founder of Nomadic. You may already be familiar with Nomadic. They are huge innovators in the everyday carry industry. They offer a variety of specialized bags and luggage, specifically for camera and videography. If you're into that, then you definitely know Nomadic. What you may not know is Nomadic was really started on a quest for knowledge just for Jacob and his co-founder John Richards to dip their toes into the product development game. They have grown hand over fist and launched countless Kickstarters for products that always seem to be wildly successful. In this episode, Jacob shares his approach and philosophy towards business and some pointers on how to start and create a successful Kickstarter campaign. And, of course, the absolute importance of storytelling. Hope you enjoy it, guys. Oh, and one last thing. When you get to the end of this episode, if you can, please, please, please leave a review. It really does help us out a lot. It's a really easy, small way to contribute and just show your support for what we're trying to do. Enjoy it. Awesome. Jacob, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, to start off, um, Jacob, who are you? Who is Jacob Durham? Yeah, so... uh... I, uh, let's see, started at the beginning. I was raised in uh, Arizona, then spent some time in Japan during high school, then graduated here in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I've lived here pretty much ever since. Uh, graduated from BYU, did a master's in accounting, and uh, now I'm married, have four kids, <clears throat> and in 2014 started the business Nomadic, and between my kids and my work, consumes a lot of me, I do a lot of outdoor stuff like mountain biking, trail running, and things like that. So yeah, kind of me in a nutshell. What is Nomadic? Yeah, so Nomadic um, is a company that is driven by a mission to inspire confidence for people who are living life on the move. And we do that by creating really high quality, um, organized and really thoughtful bags and gear for people that are traveling and for every day. Um, and it's taken the form of you know luggage, wallets, notebooks, backpacks, travel backpacks, things like that. And just you know, spending a lot of time making the taking you know maybe anywhere from a year and a half to two years to develop any of our products to make sure they're just perfect down to the last stitch what's your background in why did you start nomadic what was the initial push to kickstart something new yeah so we uh that's my background so i'll start there so like i said i studied at byu and i got a master's in accounting did accounting for about a year and realized that it was just not for me um, got very bored and it was killing me slowly. Basically, <laughs> um, I would drive to work and just be like, I can't do this again. And so I quit that when worked with my family's business doing operations and finance and did a lot of sourcing overseas, um, to factories in China and got a lot of experience with supply chain. And then me and my cousin <clears throat> one night went to a jazz game together. Um, and we said, we both had a desire to try to learn more about business, not necessarily to start a business. It was more just like, Hey, why don't we try something and experience something new in business and gain some new understanding and, um, and see what we can create and what we can do. 
And so he had been taking a class in entrepreneurship and learned about Kickstarter. And so at the time, you know, I was living paycheck to paycheck, had no, very little to no savings. And um, he, and so Kickstarter was a great avenue for us. We're like, we don't need to have cash. We can take pre-orders from customers, get the cash and then go deliver. So all we have to give is time and um, energy toward creating a Kickstarter. So for us, it was the perfect avenue. Um, studied Kickstarter, how it worked and everything. Learned that wallets did well time and time again on Kickstarter. And so we invested about $200 to buy materials over time to make wallets and things like that. Launched it on Kickstarter and we ended up raising $170,000. We had hoped we could raise maybe 10,000, ended up raising 170, blew our minds and we said, wow, we actually have a business here. So let's make this a real thing and quit our jobs and, and do this now. So that's kind of the origin story of Nomadic. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. I, I feel like you, you mentioned something that I don't hear a lot, and that's the business originally started as a learning project. I mean, obviously, there's plenty of passion projects that get started that people just enjoy doing, sure. but it's really interesting that you had a specific goal of just achieving knowledge. Um, yeah. It's incredible how you landed into that. Yeah, it, it was definitely the driver. I mean, people always ask. And it, it's kind of funny because as our company has grown, we didn't start with like, here's our mission statement and here's our products for the next five years and here's this. It was just like, let's try this. And things just kept clicking and working. So we kept going and slowly our business is forming into what you maybe call a more normal type of business where we now have like mission statements and it's always evolving. But at the beginning, we were really just like, uh, let's do this. That looks fun. Let's try this. Let's learn what this is all about. And let's figure this out. And it was just a cool experiment of like trial and error. Uh, yeah, it was a really a fun time to just yeah. grow and, and get progress in our lives. It was fun. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's, it's a great way to figure out, I mean, like you said it yourself, what works, what doesn't work. And you could stay nimble. You know, when you have yeah. the first initial piece that you know actually is working for you it's easy to kind of you know try some different things out safely yeah. and i think it was kind of one of the recipes to success for us was like we didn't have the pressure to be like we have to make a million dollars this year we have to do this or we have to do that it was kind of just like let's yeah. just grow and learn and not have any pressure and like naturally we put pressure on each other like hey let's make let's make some money but it wasn't like we have to hit these numbers or we have to do X, Y, and Z. It was just like, let's just like enjoy this and have fun and, and grow and progress. And so that was, I think, one of the things that really helped us is we didn't have these weird outside pressures or preconceived notions of what we should be doing. I love that. You can just enjoy the journey. I feel like that's, you know, not everyone can really uh, get that. You, you have the, uh, the right attitude for it. It's incredible. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of fell into it more than me having the right personality, but it, it worked out well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hear you. Um, how did you develop your products? Obviously, you started um, with a really successful Kickstarter campaign. I, I definitely want to dive into that. But you know, now you have these really robust bags um, with just incredibly specialized features. How did you go from these little wallets to slowly building up more and more of your catalog and even finding out what what way to develop your products? Yeah. That's a good question. When you say catalog, it makes me think a couple of days ago, we printed a new catalog of our product that we were going to take to like trade shows and things like that. Oh man, not um, this year. Yeah, exactly. We printed them just before and now they were laying around. I was looking at it and it was just like a humbling experience to look at it and see like, it was like a 50 page catalog that had all these products and all these things. And it was like, wow, this team has seriously accomplished some crazy stuff. And it's weird to think back to the beginning 
because product development has been such a big part of what we do. Some people build brands and they build like a lifestyle around it and the product is okay, but the strategy is more built around creating a lifestyle. Ours has been opposite where it's like, we're just gonna create the best products we possibly can and make them so dialed that um, that's what we become known for. And it's, and our, our development process, you know, like I'm a CPA by trade and um, my cousin did entrepreneurship. So we don't have any product development or design background. Luckily, I, but I had some experience in sourcing. So I knew kind of how that end of it could work. But the process of creating a product is something that I think me and him have always been very creative and enjoyed that. And so it became our favorite part of the business really quickly. And that's why we made it such a big part of it. But for us, you know, we, our process is we, we're pretty logical thinkers where we say, when we created the wallet, we're like, okay, let's do Kickstarter. Okay, what does well on Kickstarter? Wallets seem to do well over and over. Okay, let's do a wallet. So it wasn't like we had this aha moment, I need a better wallet. I've been suffering through this journey of not having a good wallet. It was more like, logically, those do well, so let's do that. And then we said, okay, let's, we buy all these different wallets, see what works best, what we like, what we don't like. We ask friends and family, tons of surveys, tons of focus groups, and figure out how we can make the best thing. And that's kind of iterated itself time and time again in each product where we just take tons of time to really understand the customer and understand what's out there to get what's really, what we need to get to. But the product development phase, so me and John, we did our own product development from 2014 to about 2018. So we did everything on our whole original line of bags. And then in 2018, we ended up bringing on some product, develop, product designers that were trained in that who were really talented. And you see their work in our lineup around the hard shell luggage and around our new Navigator line and our Peter McKinnon line. So those bags, I think, have a level of design and thoughtfulness that goes beyond what we were capable of um, while John and I focused on that function and getting feedback from customers and stuff like that. But over, it's definitely been a process learning how to, how to create a good product and then how to bring in new people into this method of um, development and stuff like that. But now it's, we have a really awesome team of designers. We have two designers in our office now who are just creating awesome stuff. And, but John and I stay pretty involved day to day in that development process, which is fun. Did you, would you say there's one specific factor or a couple factors that you focused on or had under your utility belt to get you from where you started to where you are now? Um, I think one of our strengths, you know, as you play in a space that is so crowded, you know, backpacks, bags, wallets, there's so many people doing this stuff. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who sell products for less, like you can go buy a North Face bag, which is a great brand and creates good product. Um, but I think for us, the thing that separated us, and I have to credit a lot of it to my business partner, John, is our drive for, I don't want to say like perfection, but our drive to not just settle, but to say it's not ready yet. Let's take another six months and wait until it's perfect, until we are really excited about it, until we can look at every inch of the bag and be like, that is there for a reason, and this is here for a reason, and this does this, till at the end you're just like so sick of the bag because you've stared at it so many times that you can't look anywhere, but still you love it because it's, it's just taken so much to get it there. And I think that for us, just like really, really not letting things, not settling for anything and just saying it has to, we can make it better and not stopping until we can, even if it means we miss our original deadline of when we wanted to launch it. I think that's taken place on a lot of things. When we execute, we really wait to make sure everything's dialed in and lined up to make sure it's great or what we think is great. The fact that you and John 
don't specifically come from a product development background, I feel like you have this, like there are no boundaries of, you know, mm-hmm. prior learning that keeps you honed in. You can kind of use your imagination, get creative with it. Yeah, we actually, um, <laughs> we actually do say that a lot, that it's kind of a strength, <laughs> kind of like in the strength of we weren't trying to start a business. So there weren't really rules set around us that we had to follow in order to start a quote unquote business. Yeah. We were able to, um, and same with product design. It's like, we don't have to follow these rules that designers live by or that is the norm. And so like on our best selling bag, it's our travel pack which has the ability to expand. And then once it expands, there's a zipper inside of the expansion zipper that opens up, allows the bag to open up like a suitcase. When we told our factory that we wanted to put a zipper inside of a zipper that expanded, <laughs> they, look, they look, literally laughed at us. <laughs> they laughed for a while. They're like, you guys are crazy. What are you guys thinking? This doesn't work. And we did it. And it's literally like one of the favorite features of people, of our customers. And we just didn't know that that was a, uh, like against norm, the norm or against like what was, what's right in developing a bag. And I think it was, a strength again that just allowed us to say we can do anything. There's no limits. Do whatever we want. Could have a bag with only zippers. That's the future. Maybe not now. Right. Access it from anywhere on the bag. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Nomadic, it's grown to be a pretty household name, especially in the carry good industry, especially around um, photographers, videographers. Obviously, one of the, the things that usually people come across your stuff from is your Kickstarter campaigns. You guys seem to always have these robustly successful Kickstarter campaigns, especially what you said previously with your first one. Is, is there any secret to launching a uh, Kickstarter campaign to make it successful? Is, did you follow any kind of rubric? Um, What is your, I guess, your experience launching your first Kickstarter campaign um, and maybe some of the, I guess, learnings behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kickstarter is an interesting platform and some people love it and some people hate it. Um, mm-hmm. We live and die by it. We think it's the best platform ever for a lot of reasons. Um, the biggest reason is just the value that you get from being, like I said, the being we were living, I was living paycheck to paycheck and yeah. this allowed us to fund something without having any cash and not having to give up equity, which was awesome. But the thing for us, I mean, what's the secret sauce, I guess, is what you're asking to Kickstarter and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's interesting. I don't think there is some, the, the secret is what I've been saying. Like, it's just time and energy and giving a lot of it. <laughs> there's no shortcuts. There's no easy way in. Um, for us, we've, we've found that, you know, one of the big things for me that I realized at the beginning was we started this, we sent out emails to our, our closest, our, not our closest, all of our friends and families. Like we literally went through our phones and we're texting everybody on our phone to say, hey, we just launched a campaign, go check it out. And you know, the, we were getting maybe, at the beginning we had like $2,000 on day one and we were just like so excited. It was like the coolest thing ever. I kept refreshing Kickstarter and just getting this high of like, wow, we're doing something and we're, we're bringing something to life. Um, and then it trickled down to getting like 500 or $200 a day. And that was started getting really hard. And then we started running Facebook ads mm-hmm. and that is when things took off. And we ended up raising at that. Once we turned those on we started raising about $8,000 a day. Wow. And, and for me, that was a big aha moment for my mind in like e-commerce it was just this idea. I came from a world that my family's business, we were selling goods to like target and Walmart and Costco. And you would pay, you would sell it to them at like Keystone or 50% off the retail price. And I was excited to sell directly to customers because I wouldn't have to give up that margin, I thought. When in reality, I found that you do give up that margin. Walmart and Costco was doing that because they have to pay to get customers to their store. 
and we have to pay that to get customers to our website. I learned, you know, it's very basic in business, but for me, it was an aha moment. Like you have to pay a lot of money to get people to come to your site and to learn about you, and you have to market your product with cash behind it. Um, so that was one big thing, and everyone should know that with Kickstarter, it, successes don't just happen. Like there's a lot of you have to spend good marketing dollars to get to get good revenue. Um, and then the second thing we've learned is even if you have good marketing dollars, the marketing doesn't work if you don't have a good product. In the end, you have to have a product that is innovative. It has a story behind it. Kickstarter is very story driven and very social where people want to hear what you've done, why you've done it. They want to be a part of the process and they want to um, yeah, just be a part of your team essentially. And so if you create a product that you can go and buy on Amazon on that same day, there's no reason for them to go to Kickstarter. So you need to give them good reason. And for us, that reason is we put so much thought into every single stitch of our bags that it becomes like the best product on the market we feel for, for specific reasons. So the two things I would say with Kickstarter is a really great marketing plan and plan to spend money to drive people to your site, to your, to your page. And then the second is just having a really great innovative product that really adds value to people. Yeah. I mean, if it's a product that you can't say no to, you know, people will flock. Yeah. And the big thing is the story. Like I said, I can't emphasize the story enough. Like tell your story in a really compelling way that this is the only bag on the market that has all these things to offer to your life. And so it is better if you just create a good product and don't tell the story. Well, it's not going to do anything. So it's very basic business principles, but you really have to spend so many hours delivering on those things. Do you, do you think, a story behind a product or a brand, just developing that, do you think that's something that should come naturally necessarily, or is that something that people can kind of create around, uh, I guess, a product idea? I think a story is something that will naturally exist. I think every company, there's like, you can't go and create, I mean, I guess there isn't a story if you don't spend any time doing it. If you go down like Alibaba, find a product, buy it and sell it, that's a really lame story, right? And <laughs> yeah. probably no one's going to buy it because it's going to be a dumb product. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you can create some story exterior to the product that's like a really cool brand or community they can become a part of. But in the end, in the process of creation, in the process of development, in the process of progress, you know, you develop such deep stories and emotions and things to talk about that is interesting to people because in the process of creating something, you can't help but have a really interesting story. I think it, it, it intrinsically create, it like naturally creates this great story of struggle and effort trial and error and all those things. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It really does seem to, you know, all come together, even if through success after success, there's still some kind of, you know, story to be told. It seems. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny people when we, when we do kicks like nomadic, you always hear that like when you start a business, people only see the, the tip of the success and they don't see everything that comes behind it that got you there. Like we've started like three other companies in the process that have failed. And, um, and so it's not like we've just done this and it's just worked. We've learned a lot along the way and have failed and have had things that failed and, and figured it out along the way. So we've had our fair share of things not working at the same time. What would you say is nomadic's commitment to sustainable manufacturing? Yeah. So one big thing that I, I like about our manufacturing process, we have an incredible partner who has great people working with them, good conditions. You know, we definitely are partnering with a person who cares about the people. And I found that one of the good measures of understanding if a factory is good 
is how many people they have come back to them after Chinese New Year. So in Chinese New Year, basically everyone migrates across the country and then they come back and they'll choose different factories to go back to or not to. And our factory has basically everyone come back to them, which means they're working at a place where they want to be, which is for me has become a very real indicator. Um, on top of that, just creating products that are built to last and not just disposable and bad product, you know, product that will, our bags will last for years, you know, five, six, seven years. They'll last forever because they're built with quality. And so you can trust them and you're not just going to use it for you then throw it away, then buy a new one, then throw it away, then buy a new one and throw it away and be filling up landfills. It, it's product that will last a long time. And so I think those are two big things. Um, and on, as far as like giving back, um, at Nomadic, like I, like I said, our big mission is to inspire confidence in people to live life on the move. And we believe in this, you know, the bigger picture of what we're doing here is we believe in helping people unleash their potential and bring, take something and bring, make it, turn it into a reality, which is what we've done. And we've loved this process. And so we're trying to find ways locally that we can give back to people who are either starting businesses or um, we also work with a refugee group, the IRC, to help them. Um, help people who you know have so much potential but have been put into such hard times in their life for things outside of their control that given the opportunity they can they can create a real life for themselves and so our our effort is to help people feel confidence in their lives to to create value in their lives somehow and help people become the best versions of themselves empowering them to have that confidence to do so what was the growth like since you guys started in 2014 it's been Kickstarter has been an incredible vehicle for growth. The growth for us has come with each product launch. So in the first year, we had the wallet, then we did a notebook and planner, then we did a bag. When we started doing bags, that's when things started to really take off. And we grew, you know, we've, we've seen probably at the beginning, it's easy to see like 100% growth early on, you know. So we would see like 100% growth for a couple of years. And then it was like, we've always stayed above like 40% growth year over year and usually up above 50 Mm-hmm. And mostly because of the products we created, we launch them. It gives us a new energy, new, new um, product to talk about. And um, yeah, just expanding our product line is what has been what's driven our growth. And like I said, when you're young, that growth, it's, it's a lot easier to see bigger growth as you're growing, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it does give you a really nice platform to launch new products and actually, you know, get people to see the why behind it too. I mean, you said it before storytelling, it's important. Right. Do you have any new and exciting, I mean, I'm sure at some point, but in the the next couple months, do you have anything new in the docket that you guys are uh, looking forward to launch? Yeah, there's a lot. So we, uh, product wise, there's always uh, we're always developing new product. We always have probably 10 products in the pipeline that we're developing and some of them will make it to the final launch and some won't, we'll kill some along the way. And we're always, we're always developing. It's one of the parts that we just love to do. And so we naturally do it. Maybe we do it too much, <laughs> but we love that part of the process. Um, there's also a new effort that we're doing, which is what I was talking about a minute, ago, a minute ago with the mission part of our business, where we believe in empowering people to you know, confidently be able to take control of their life and do more. And we're kind of making a shift in what we're doing a little bit to lean into that even more because it's something that I'm so passionate about. We're in the process actually of creating some courses that help people do kind of some stuff that we've done, but help them in whatever they're pursuing where we're teaching. We have quite a few people who call us and want to learn tips and tricks on Kickstarter or product development. So we're creating courses around those two things to say, you know, beyond just 
like our mission here is to help people have confidence to live their best life, to bring an idea and make it a reality, to take control of their lives. And um, we really want to add value to people's lives and we can help people have confidence by giving them more knowledge and information and empowering them with the tools they need to succeed. And so we're actually going to, we're creating courses now to help educate people on that. And then we want to expand that into be some, into something bigger where we can be a sort of a library, like a masterclass type thing of courses on e-commerce and business. Wow. Um, so you're really going from the, uh, the everyday carry goods sector to education. That's, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's a big shift and it's, it's, all, it's all pivoting around our mission, which is to inspire confidence in people to be able to live life on the move or live, live a great life. And I really want to, you know, like I said at the beginning, we, when we started this, it wasn't like we were going to start a business. Yeah. It's evolved. We've gained a new mission and, and we've, we've established what we want to do. And my drive now is I don't plan to just sell this business in a year or two. I want to create something that is meaningful to me and can have an impact in the world. And my favorite thing to do is I had so many people along the way who helped me as I started this business, who mentors who came in and said, if you do this, this way or this, that way, you'll have, it'll be better for different reasons. And it changed my life when they were willing to take time with me and do that. And so it's fun for me to be able to find ways to now. And I found that I have a big passion for that, for helping others overcome obstacles and gain confidence through that process. So the mission is, has always been to inspire confidence for people living life on the move. And so we did it through gear and now we're doing it through other ways to just help people be more confident and to bring ideas to life. That's incredible. I, I, that's a really noble cause. I like that. It's, um, you know, it seems like now, especially more than ever, it's so easy to start your own enterprise or business, anything of the sort. So, you know, yeah. the fact that you guys are just so willing to kind of put it all out there and, you know, offer up your experience, it really is incredible to see. Yeah. And it, so in some points people are like, wait, you're telling your secrets to potential competitors. <laughs> I'm like, if you think of us as a bad company, that's true but we're not just a bag company. We just help so happen to sell bags, but we're in the business of helping people gain confidence. Yeah. I love that. What has been the hardest part about starting nomadic? <laughs> yeah. Every day. <laughs> Every day is a new challenge. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been crazy. I mean, when you start a business, you always hear that it's a lot of work, but you don't realize that it, consumes all of you <laughs> mentally, physically, emotionally. It takes every part of you and um, transforms you into something different. Um, but the hardest part, if I were to have to like pick a couple things or it's um, probably learning. It's I, I'll talk about what, what's more recently, what's been hard for me is aligning with this vision, learning the importance of aligning with the vision and learning why I'm doing what I'm doing and um planning for the future and, and making sure i'm doing this for the right reasons stuff like that i mean it's it's a lot that's a, definitely a more recent struggle that i've been dealing with is like a year ago i didn't have the passion behind this vision because i hadn't defined it as much yet but now i realized that because i didn't have that vision outlined my passion for the business had dropped a bit and i wasn't as excited day to day coming into the office and developing new bags and doing more like like going through the same motions and I realized that it was because my heart wasn't in what I was doing and I needed something that aligned with one, like my, who I was at the core. So for me, it's been a lot of just understanding lately. It's been understanding what I want to do as an entrepreneur and in the world, how can I make an impact and how can I do something meaningful and understanding who I am and what I want to do. So it's a lot more mission driven lately, but early on it was just the ability to keep taking punches and getting back up time after time 
<laughs> that was early, but now it's more understanding why I'm doing this and then trying to f make everything fit into place so that it can have a bigger purpose in the world. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you've made along your career or with Nomadic? I would say the one of the bigger mistakes I've made is not looking for mentors earlier on to mm -hmm. help me. There's a lot of things I could have done better if I had reached out and, and sought help more. That would have been, it could have helped me a lot. Um, and then the, the second thing would probably be not defining a vision and purpose earlier on too. So I'll be probably those two things, surrounding myself with good mentors and good people that can help me. I did that in about, in about 2018 or 17. I did that for the first time and got a really great mentor who's just helped form this business a lot with me. And then, um, yeah, the next piece is just not thinking about the bigger picture faster. I, I tend to get caught in the details of like, how do we just continue to drive? You get so sucked into like driving revenue and yeah. profit and all those things. When, if you can focus on the bigger picture, life is better and you can be more balanced and you can have a better life in general. Yeah. Sometimes taking a step back to smell the roses makes things a little sweeter. For sure. Uh-huh. Awesome. Um, so it looks like we have time for a couple more questions here. What advice would you give someone who wanted to start a business? Um, my advice would probably be the counter to those two mistakes would be the biggest thing. Surround yourself with good people, find mentors who can lead you. And number two, make sure you understand why you're doing it. And um, while money is important, it shouldn't be the driver. There's other much more important things that will, if money is the driver, you'll get burned out really fast. I think like Gary Vee says, he always says, you got to fall in love with the process. If you set a goal, I'm going to make this much money. You're going to be disappointed in the end, even if you achieve that goal, because you don't love the process that you're in. You're just not going to be happy. So you got to understand why you're doing it and what the process is that you love. Um, lastly, uh, what is the best part about running Nomadic? I'd say the best part about um, running Nomadic has been being able to control different elements in my life. Um, namely being, you know, surrounding myself with an incredible team, being able to pick the people I work with and am with every day is a pretty awesome opportunity. I've been so grateful and humbled by the people who are willing to join this, this company that we're trying to build. It's, it's by no means, you know, some of these people jumped on before I could even call it a company or anything. We were selling wallets and it was makeshift, but people for some reason believed in us and jumped on and, um, and have been working with us shoulder to shoulder, like bearing the weight with us. And it's been really, really awesome to be able to work with them. Um, so that's been one of my favorite parts is being able to surround myself with great people. Um, number two, the energy that comes from like being able to bring an, take an idea and bring it to life. It's so energizing when you put in so much work and you give it everything, you introduce it to the market and it gets accepted and people love what you're doing that's really exciting and that drives a passion in me that's that's deep um yeah i'd say those those two things are some of my favorite things is just seeing the fr the um fruit of your efforts come to life and then doing it with really awesome people awesome yeah i mean it, i say it often but it really does take a village um and doing anything by yourself gets you know kind of tough having a team just makes it way more enjoyable seems. absolutely um, well, awesome. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Um, if anyone is listening and want to find out more about Nomadic or check out more of your products, what's the best way to check you guys out? 
Yeah, go to our website, nomadic.com. Um, check us out there. You can see us on social on Instagram. Instagram, our handle's at um, nomadic. And that's what it is on most social channels or nomadic gear. Um, but yeah, that's the best way to find us. Beautiful. Awesome. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on again. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Eddy Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.